I am Larry Reitzer, and I am the uh, executive director of Hilo Education Arts Repertory Theater, and I am the director of this production of Cabaret. I'm Charles Haynes, the artistic director of Hilo Education Arts Repertory Theater, and I'm playing the role of Ernst in Cabaret. All right, and I am Stephen Roby from Big Island Music Magazine, and today we are at the East Hawaii Cultural Center, and we have a new addition to the interview here. This is... Hi, I'm Kyra Gomes. I'm playing Sally Bowles, and I'm music directing for this show. Great. Well, this is kind of an informal interview, and um, who wants to tell me, uh, g give us an overview of Cabaret for those that have not seen the show. What is Cabaret all about? Cabaret is a show that is about the, the spectacle of, of life and the daunting, powerful, sexual, romantic elements of life all converging at a critical moment in human history, set in the early 30s in Germany. So, <clears throat> dumb it, question, it takes place in a cabaret, <clears throat> and it, it does it tell the story of the performers at the cabaret? It takes place, the story is set around a club called the Kit Kat Club in, in Berlin in 1930, and the characters who are drawn to that place and sort of flow in and out of that place and, and the surrounding environment of that club. But okay. at its core, it is, it is a love story. It, is a, it follows two couples. Um, at, you know, on the eve of the uh, Nazis coming to power, so, yeah. Okay. How did you come to select the uh, presentation here for Cabaret? Why, what, uh, what made you want to pick Cabaret? Cabaret's always been my favorite show. And um, I, it was my favorite movie growing up, you know, an Oscar-winning movie. Uh, Bob Fosse did that. And, um, and I, I've seen the show a bunch of times. I've directed it before. Um, it's just the, the most, uh, it has one of the greatest scores um, a beautiful, dramatic love story, um, and just incredible dancing. It's, it's very, it's incredibly theatrical. Um, I also, when I when I was considering directing something, I was thinking about what I wanted to direct at the Palace, and the Palace brought up Cabaret, and I just the the one thing I kept thinking is I. I would love to do it in a small, intimate black box mm -hmm. theater. I think that that is what's going to make it even more powerful and and and, and more um, inclusive. So uh, when we were all trying to come up with something to do this summer in this theater, that was the one thing that I was the most attracted to. The other thing that attracted me was Kyra Gomes's availability to do the show. She's vis she is home from college, oh, okay. so. When I heard she was going to be here, and I knew that we were looking for something for this space, I thought, well, let, let's look at this. Tell me about your role and uh, who you play. Um, I play Sally Bowles in Cabaret, and she is a performer in the Kit Kat Club. She is vibrant and confident, but also she's masking a lot of insecurities that she has, and she's incredibly intelligent. and. She's a beautiful character, and um, she's very different from the last show that I was in in Hilo was Beauty and the Beast, and I played Belle, and it's just such different characters, so it's been very exciting to explore and those two. a wonderful two. job you did. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs>
So uh, Cabaret premiered on Broadway in 1966. How has the show evolved and how are you approaching it with this presentation? I think one of the most interesting things about the evolution of this show is when it, it's based on an actual person's life. Well, two people. Sally Bowles is a, is a real person and Clifford Bradshaw, is also who is the narrator, is also a real person. And uh, he was a, um, a homosexual living in Weimar uh, in, I think, 1929. And uh, when this opened on Broadway originally, that, that was not a variable that they included. Mm. They kind of left that part out. Yeah. Um, they made it somewhat vague, but it was never really addressed. And then in the movie, they kind of touched upon it, but slightly. And then they did a revival in 1988 with a British director and Alan Cumming. And uh, they decided to go back to the original source material, which is uh, um, the Berlin Stories, which was written by Christopher Isherwood, mm -hmm. who is who Cliff is based on. And um, they decided to just make make him a gay character and uh, and and add that all back, add that story back in, um, which totally changes the piece. So we are we're doing that version. And okay. that is part of uh, part of this. We've also um, we have uh, because it's a black box and because it's um, so close. We've just kind of uh, our, our numbers are like right up. That we uh, our numbers. All of our dancers kind of come right up to oh, the audience okay. and right right to the sides of the stage. Okay. I mean, it's it the whole the whole theater is kind of packed with these cabaret performers. Great. Uh, who wants to tell me about the cast uh, and who's who's in the cast and what should the audience look for? <clears throat> Something that's really exciting for us in this cast, um, aside from having some incredible talent um, that was born and raised right here, like Kyra Gomes, um, we have we have established people that have worked with Hart before. But one cool thing is that a majority of our principals are people that are new to us and, uh, and perhaps in some cases new to the Hilo theater going community. Um, we also have a similar situation in our ensemble. We have and we had an incredible turnout of people that we had not yet gotten to meet, and our uh, the, the diversity of personalities and characters and people that are involved in the show is is so exciting, and it really makes the experience so rich. I mean, I know that people that come to the show are going to recognize somebody from that they see at the supermarket or something, but they're not. They're going to be blown away by the incredible passion and 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 and, and, and uh, hard work that they've put into the show. How many cast members? We have eight principals and 20 ensemble, 22. So it's probably a cast of 30, which is a huge cast for this space. Um, but you asked about the other the other actors. We have um, Aaron Smith, who did who did theater here in Hilo a few years ago. She took a break and she's come out. She's come kind of out of her community theater retirement to join us. Um, and uh, we have Yisavar, who moved away for a while, but she did the lead in Gypsy and Little Shop here on the island. And uh, she's back and she's joining us. Um, we have a brilliant MC, Chessa Green, who we will only get to have probably until a week after we close. She's vis she just happened to be on the island and oh. knew we were doing this. Um, Tom Miranda. Miranda. 
Uh, he, this is his first show with us, and we're very lucky to have him. He, he plays Herr Schultz, that's the name of his character. And Danny Randerson, who was in Avenue Q for us, okay. and he is playing our male lead. All right, all right. Oh, who wants to tell me about the music and the choreography? Okay, I can say that. <laughs> so I'm musical directing for this show, and um, I'm a graduate from Kamehameha Schools. I'm 20, and something interesting is that the choreographer is also a graduate from Kamehameha, and she's 19, so we're, like, fresh out of high school, and this has been such a wonderful experience. The choreography is just so lively and adds so much to the story. And she has worked so hard. Um, Jason, Callista, all of the dancers have worked so incredibly hard. The music is so beautiful. Um, it has been such a wonderful experience to see from the beginning of teaching everyone the music and just seeing them become so confident and so like proud of their singing and like coming out of their shell for those who like maybe are more of dancers than singers and maybe sure. singers like becoming more confident in their dancing it's just been a wonderful nice. experience how is the music presented well the um, music is by john kander and fred ebb they're the guys who are known for writing chicago okay. and um it's you know that that's kind of 1920s okay. kind of jazz but it's like and, recording that you just kind of insert and Oh, we are using tracks. Track. When we got into this space, uh, it's when we got into this space. A live, a live band in this small theater would have kind of blown the audience right out. So we, when we were choosing the show, we said it had for this space. The the thought was when we kind of started working in the space, it would be a great place to do plays. But then when we decided to do cabaret, one of the problems was how do you do a live orchestra? So we just decided we're, we're going to just do it. We're going to do a musical. It's going to be complicated, but we're going to use music tracks. And uh, they're, uh, they're recorded by a professional orchestra that you, you, know, you rent these tracks. And, oh, nice. yeah. cool. All yeah. our singing is live, though. <laughs> All our singing is live. You'll feel that, yeah. With, uh, with the pandemic restrictions easing, is it getting easier to produce a show like this? Um, live show like this uh, you know I mean, you've done pandemic shows are slightly coming out of the <laughs> pandemic well how would you say we're progressing are we progressing i think that's a really interesting question i it, it, interestingly COVID has been more um a part of our experience this show than any of our shows we've done six or seven shows during the course of the pandemic as heart and we had not had a single COVID, positive COVID uh, result wow. or, or um uh, test in our entire in that entire two year two and a half year process and then in cabaret for whatever reason it felt like it was very much a part of our community and it has been this element that we've really had to layer into our experience and um, just yesterday we tested the entire cast just again just to make sure we're, we're really trying to make sure that that we're we're as on top of it um, but it has um, the thing that has changed about it is that we now can really plan and anticipate the fact that people will be coming to theater. People, not only are, have we persevered through, but we're realizing that our audiences and the way things are, we've created a culture where now people are, are, are going out and doing these things no matter what happens. Does, it's, it, does it seem like that now that people are, they want to get out? They want to get out. And, and in fact, I, yeah. be, I believe that a huge motivating factor for what we do pandemic or no pandemic is that we know people need live theater. They need this type of storytelling in their lives. 
Storytelling is as old as humanity. This is the way that humans have always come together. And our, I believe our job is to show the audience their humanity, to let them sit there in their chair, in their seat, and absorb life in its complete beauty, nakedness, and, and, and rawness right there. So when you hear us singing, you feel it in your chest, you hear the, feel the emotions, and, and people need that. You can't get that from a screen. I just or don't believe it. Or a live stream or a Zoom call or something. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't, doesn't work. So what's next after Cabaret for everybody? Um, what is today? Today is Wednesday. On Monday, we have auditions for The Lion King Jr., uh, which uh, I will be directing. Charles will be musical directing. Kyra will be playing Nala. We're no. <laughs> she's going back to school like two days after we close. Um, and that'll be huge because that'll be at the palace and that will, uh, we don't know how many kids will be in that. We're going to wait and see how the auditions go yeah, and make that decision sure. after seeing what we get. But that, that's going to be a very exciting project for us. And then, um, then right after that, we go right into Home for the Hilo Days. 22 which is uh, our new version of that what is the time go? and I know this will be our, th our third Hilo days and uh, and then we'll look for a spring musical to do at the palace and we'll look for another show to bring here and Kyra will be off at Oklahoma City University thinking about Hilo <laughs> <laughs> always missing Hilo <laughs> yeah. right. and you my schedule is the same as Larry's. Same. We do the same thing, okay. but but I will say that, um, <laughs> but yeah, we we are we are we are heart. You know, we are doing all of this together, and, and that's a beautiful thing that we get to share. Um, but one of the things that I'm really excited about, because of the COVID restrictions being more clarified, for the first time ever, we're really um, we're, we really get to plan 2023. What is our 2023 season? All of the shows that we want to look to do, and really for the first time since we've begun plan an entire season. So I'm really looking forward to, to incubating that together over the next few months. All right. Any final comments before we go? I do want to say that uh, Cabaret is often advertised or under uh, marketed as the musical for people who don't like musicals. So the way that I interpret that is it's the, the score is incredible. The performance, the, the experience you have of being at the Kit Kat Club is, is a once in a lifetime theatrical experience. So it's the musical for everybody, absolutely everybody. And I, I will say that audiences will find that the themes that are presented in this show that was written in the 60s about the 1930s will resonate so extremely well with the, the political climate we live in today. I'm getting chicken skin thinking about it. It is so phenomenally timely that... Since that's a teaser, can you just break out a little bit of the piece of that? We're mean? talking about um, gender identity. Okay. We're talking about uh, sexual orientation or s sexual identity. We're talking about um, uh, po uh, political... Um, uh, political divide and, and, and empirical power and just like the, 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 all of these things that are the, the, the issues of today, and of course always the issue of, of humanity is, is the, the, the issues of the heart. All of that, that love, the, all of that is there in this show. Well yeah, so. Anybody else? Well, you asked about the pandemic and uh, the, when, when we put tickets on sale, we were, off, we were of course concerned that people would, uh, would, would people come out? And um, we we're really thrilled and grateful to say that uh, Friday and Saturday are already sold out. Um, we have, I didn't know that. yeah, 
we have yep. nine performances. Nine, nine. So our first two are sold out. Then, of course, we have Sunday and then the remaining two weeks. Um, we're talking about possibly adding Thursday because we, we're, most of our performances are at least 50% sold out, which is so unusual for Hilo to just get behind something and buy in advance and plan. And so it's, uh, it's very exciting. Great. Yeah. You get the last word. Um, I'm just so excited for Hilo to see this show. I'm so grateful to be a part of such a loving and supportive cast. And well, thanks everybody for your time Thank and you. have a great show. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thanks for listening to the Songs and Stories podcast. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. We'll see you next week on Songs and Stories. Aloha.